0: i uh i'm really excited guys to announce today we've got jessica vaughn here we're going to be talking about bitcoin we're going to be talking about I guess whatever you want, as long as uh, we can we can definitely touch on the Bitcoin and hear your story, because I think people, people want to hear it. How are you doing today, Jessica?
1: Well, I'm super happy to be here with you guys today. Thanks for giving me something to do. Nothing on the horizon for the day, <laughs> so this is great. How are y'all?
0: Perfect. This is my producer, Chris. He's running things in the background. I'm Alex. Um, yeah, we're both just doing video stuff for Bitcoin Magazine.
1: Hi, producer Chris. <laughs> nice to meet y'all.
0: So nice to meet you too. So I guess if we start from the beginning. Um, do you want to share your kind of Bitcoin origin story? Where, when did you first uh, hear about it?
1: Um, well, I was watching videos about the Great Reset. Um, I, it's been less than a year ago, which is, which is crazy to me in nine months, how much uh, Bitcoin um, means to me now and what a fixture of my life it is. Uh, But I was watching Great Reset videos, trying to learn about um, Agenda 2030, that type of thing. And uh, I found Mark Mark Moss's videos. And he has a great way of always, after delivering uh, not so great news, giving you some hope with Bitcoin. Uh, So because he presented that as a solution to um, my political frustrations, I bought Bitcoin.
0: So what were, can you articulate some of those political frustrations at the time?
1: Um, well, you know, the money printing began and I thought that was pretty unfair about, um, you know, people on fixed incomes about the fact that they had negotiated a rate with their employer and then the government prints a bunch of money and dilutes down their buying power of their money. And um, so I guess all of that outrage that that was happening to people, um, let alone just like the the disadvantageous situation for savers and not that I was personally a saver and not that I had a bunch of wealth that I needed to um you know put somewhere get out of the dollar it's not it's not that it's just that it it felt really wrong to me and um I'm somebody that's uh, more philosophically motivated with Bitcoin.
0: Yeah I I see that a lot from your Twitter um what uh when did your interest in psychology and philosophy start?
1: Oh, um, well, people pick psychology because, um, you know, it's, it, it makes the world more interesting. So, I, I mean, I was in junior college like everybody else when they pick a major. So, I don't know, 18, I suppose. But by then, I had, I had long um, already enjoyed it as a, as a field of study. So, and I've kept with it. It's amazing to me how much money a degree costs and how much more I've learned self-teaching. Um, or just, I, I don't know, I guess just indulging my curiosity, keep reading books, go deeper into the foundation that I built with my undergraduate education. So, but, uh, psychology, you use it every day, whether you, you know, give therapy to people or not just, it, it, just look at the chaos of the world. If you don't have any sense of, you know, what's going on in people's minds, it's really hard to know how to, uh, keep yourself safe, know what to do next. So, so, I mean, it's, it's something that enriches my life every day.
0: That's awesome. Is there lessons from psychology, philosophy, both that you apply to Bitcoin or at least were there early on?
1: Um, well, I, I mean, I, I suppose the, the transparency, it, it surprises me about the fact that people have resources like Klaus Schwab's book about the great reset and all these sorts of things that are are just presented as fact. Like we know what's happening like, and So if you, if you know, then why wouldn't you act accordingly? And then of course, the interest in, in, um, why it is people it, like, especially a lot in the West, we have such, we have such, we've had such a good situation for so long that we can't imagine that the system would intentionally bankrupt itself so that we don't have, the dollar anymore. Like that's, that's, but why, why what are the barriers to your beliefs for, for you taking in truth? I mean, what is it about the average person that is making this such a hard thing to um, understand? I mean, it is mind blowing. I mean, it's, par- it's paradigm shifting in a way that's, um, you know, and no, there's no, there's no support group. There's no, wow, I finally understand we're in the real, where we really, they really mean the great reset and what that, the implications of that. Like we don't have anything in place for people all we have is you know people being angry on twitter and hoping hoping that we can break through that that veneer into you know ex- accessing their uh, accessing their minds it's a, it's yeah. astonishing it's astonishing how many people just don't want to hear bad news
0: yeah or they're in the other like on the flip side they're addicted to the bad news they don't want to hear you know, they don't want to think optimistically, like I tend to see Bitcoiners as like the financial optimists of the world, right? I mean, we're out here trying to change things, trying to undermine this system in hopes for a better future for everybody.
1: Yeah, my um, I say my orange pill, Bitcoin, right? My orange pill is inseparable from my red pill because I only saw the necessity, the solutions of Bitcoin uh, from the red pill. So they're inseparable for me. And a lot of people that are deeply red-pilled and get what's going on, I feel like they're more primed um, to join Bitcoin because, well, if you know the problem, you're already halfway there more than everybody else that doesn't even understand that anything is wrong yet. Um, So I'm always trying to orange-pill the red-pilled people because that that was my route. Of course, that's not everybody. A lot of people have had Bitcoin for a long time, but um, the, the financial crisis of 2008, a solution was born out of that. So I don't know why it is, if people understand what happened in 2008, why they don't see the brilliance of Bitcoin. And, and you know, that's sort of my quest is just to collect that audience of uh, angry Americans who get what's going on and then present them this alternative because we can opt out of the system. It doesn't have to be some violent revolt. We can just defund it. We can just get out of it.
0: I was gonna say that's right. It's a it's a great thing that you can vote with your money. I think people, I mean, I won't really comment on on the effectiveness of of your political vote. I don't, I'd love to hear what, what you think about that. But um, one thing's for sure, you can really vote with your feet and vote with your money. And I don't think that's an option that's discussed enough. Among regular Americans of any income, like where you put your funds in aggregate matters. Where you allocate your capital matters.
1: Yeah, um, and and it's it's so it's so much more than just your income. I mean, obviously, everybody needs the, the hedges against inflation and these um, types of things, but Bitcoin offers a future where. Nations have to, they, if you don't have a money printer, you can't unlimitedly fund wars that we shouldn't be in. It makes every, it, it, it solves so many things that um, are, are downstream of um, the money printing. So many things are solved by it. I mean, I I hear new things every day, like problems. Bitcoin showed me problems in the system that I didn't know that were there. It's, it, it's just like this uh, educational tool that keeps giving. And of course there's always Bitcoin news and Bitcoin adoption and, and the things to learn about mining. And I'm not somebody that un, I've only had Bitcoin for nine months and I never had a, any kind of crypto before that. Um, so the whole thing has been really fun because it, there's unlimited things to learn. So curious people should love Bitcoin for that. What um, do you, do you think that there is necessity for somebody that's approaching uh, well, potential Bitcoiners, trying to convert people. Uh, do you think that I need to understand things like blockchain and the tech aspects of it? Cause that's a weak area for me.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the, the hardest areas to approach for for everyone. Right. That doesn't have like a, a tech or a programming background. Um, I don't think people should be dissuaded. I think there's so much room for growth in education in the Bitcoin space that You can approach it from any angle you want i think you've got the market cornered on your particular way of bringing people into bitcoin but i think that those tech questions like they only become more clear as you spend more time with bitcoin as you use it and it just it grows as a natural interest like even people who understand and program on bitcoin don't understand other aspects of like the tech behind bitcoin you know what i'm saying Yeah. What are some of the what are some of the areas that you're you're kind of interested in 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 terms of learning about Bitcoin now? Like, what are you what have you been reading about or watching videos about?
1: Oh, um, well, I'm more I'm I'm more interested in um, the people that there'll be some new celebrity every week that'll announce that they have Bitcoin and what their reasoning is, or um, I'm, I'm very interested in listening to how public figures go on podcasts and talk about Bitcoin. Um, Listening to Adam, did you listen to that piece with um, Adam Curry talking to Joe Rogan about Bitcoin?
0: Yeah. He's such a a great evangelist.
1: He's such a great evangelist without being um, pushy. And I think that there's an, an art to that.
0: Yeah, I, I I like his approach. I like uh that he stood up for the Bitcoin community and correcting Joe about Ethereum, he realized <laughs> that uh we're gonna need to hear a, a specific difference. I'm I'm kind of curious actually what you think about uh the difference between Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies is.
1: Um, well, for me, I mean Bitcoin's the only one that can give me any type of uh political uh comfort, I suppose it feels soothing and productive in a way that just raging online alone isn't going to do, you know? Uh, So there's that. Um, I, I wasn't somebody that thought that Ethereum, um, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that thinks that NFTs don't have a place in the future. I see that they do. And, uh, but it's definitely a, a tool of the state and a building layer of, Those kinds of things where they want to push you into a digital realm and, you know, the elites can inherit the earth, as it were. Uh, So I don't want anything to do with Ethereum, although I don't necessarily agree with the Bitcoiners that tried to say that there's no um, value. Of course, value is just whatever people are willing to apply to it. And because mm-hmm. so many people are willing to play that game there, I hate, I hate telling people, you know, have nothing to do with that. If you are an image maker and if you want to make NFTs, so well go ahead, go for it. Um, I don't think there's anything ethically wrong with it. I think it's investing into, um, an infrastructure that the state is going to use. So therefore I'm not interested in it because it's going to, it's going to go the opposite direction that I philosophically would like us to go. And I don't even, um, you know, I'm an image maker and I don't make I don't make NFTs. I know it could solve a lot of financial things for me, but that doesn't mean that that's a game that I want to play.
0: Interesting. So you've I I kind of like that delineation. Um I guess I would phrase it as those other cryptocurrencies are not immune to government capture and you're interested in in owning something that the government can't mess with.
1: Well right cuz there's no solution in hedges against inflation that the government well historically the government you know confiscates I why would I want why would I want that
0: Yeah and why would you want your entire monetary base to be subject to attack through Amazon web services right Yeah whole- which is
1: where 70% of ethereum is you know housed so why why would I want to do that but I I I spent some time thinking okay well the government can but I don't think that the government will. And I didn't always think that they wouldn't. But I know that um, NFTs in this metaverse that they're building with them and that that type of thing, that because that's where they want you to go, that I don't think they're going to unplug Ethereum. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that because it's too useful of a tool of the developing world that the state wants to have.
0: Yeah, it seems like I mean, it seems like they'll always be there. I agree with you. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't personally invest much time or, or certainly any money into them. But I do. I think people have a right to make those things, and I think this is just this is something the free market wants. So let them have it. I don't. I don't really care what happens to them. Regulatory, like in a regulatory, uh, from a regulatory stance. But I think it's just important that we delineate between those and Bitcoin um, so that, you know, we can get fair tax treatment and uh, easy onboarding and and, and offboarding for people into the Bitcoin realm.
1: Yeah, I um, don't understand the um, fascination with regulators and cheering for them and and that type of thing. Um, I would prefer that they... You know, of course, but that's the impractical side of me that just, so I sort of tune out those conversations, even though it's important, but a lot of people stress about what regulators are going to do. What, you know, when nations ban Bitcoin for the 17th time, again, you know, people get all their heart rates up and that type of thing. And I don't need that type of stress. So I don't I don't pay too much attention to the regulatory um, part, but also it's because I don't have a, a, a finance background. So I don't, I'm not necessarily... Uh, I don't have my interest piqued by those conversations.
0: So what is, what prop? Go ahead.
1: I just want to get my Bitcoin off exchanges and have it (laughs) and be happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I'm a big proponent of that. Um,
1: I just self-custigated last week. So that was nine months of them sitting on exchanges. I have half my Bitcoin sitting on one, another exchange that I should pull out, but, but yeah. I exited Coinbase last week. Yay for me. You did yeah. for the first yeah, time? It, yeah, I put it in uh, cold storage. So
0: That's great.
1: Yes, thank you. It's Is something a... to put in my Bitcoin baby book.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's something we really uh, encourage people to do here on the show. Do you have any, any tips or tricks for people that are just looking into cold storage? It's kind of daunting the first time you do it.
1: Uh, Well, after the first time, it's pretty easy. Um, Of course, the can't stress the importance enough of saving your seed phrases somewhere that you won't lose them. But um, I thought thought that there would be more process to it, but it really wasn't wasn't, uh, slow or too bad or anything. Just make sure you don't lose it. (laughs) Don't lose your seed phrase.
0: Yeah, definitely don't just keep a paper copy. Make sure you get the, you know, one of several uh, metal mining solutions. Are you interested in multi-stick at all? Is that a step you think you'll take as your Bitcoin investment and interest kind of grows?
1: Um, what is that?
0: So a multi-signature solution would be like me, you, and Chris all have a seed phrase and two of the three of us have to sign for you to spend your Bitcoin. It'd be like you, a loved one, and a lawyer, or you, a loved one, and an institution.
1: I think I'm sure that's uh, wise, especially for people that have business partners um, or are married, and I have neither of those things, so it's not as much of a a concern for me now. Um, As my savings increases, maybe that becomes necessary. Maybe somebody will emerge in my life that I care to trust that much, but... um, I don't know. It's not. It's. It, I don't. I don't have the um, need for that at the moment. But I. I see why. May, maybe perhaps married people would want that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just a good way that if one seed phrase gets compromised, like let's say someone like stumbles across your seed uh-huh. phrase somehow, they can't do anything without another one that's stored in a separate location. I mean, the the. I guess I. I didn't describe this well. You could be in charge of all three of the multi sig seed phrases. Mm-hmm. You would just it's want just to geographically distribute them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That I can see for sure. Yeah. That sounds intelligent.
0: Yeah. I think that's the next step after, uh, after, you know, after you get cold storage going for a while and you're looking to up your security, like, I think it's always this moving goalpost with security. Right. I mean, you said exchanges worked for you for, for almost nine months. Right.
1: Right. I um felt a bit hypocritical telling people the whole point of Bitcoin was so that you you know you can get it off exchanges and, and you you don't have to be dependent on any type of uh service housing your assets. So I I drug my feet on it, but I, I did want to get off the exchanges. So I'm happy I feel accomplished for having done that last week.
0: You're self sovereign. I mean yeah. I think it's the only it's the only property that people truly own in my mind like anything else can be taken from you any land you know any of your intellectual property on the internet any anything that you thought you owned can pretty much be captured by another party but hopefully not your bitcoin if you can just keep that seed phrase private then that you're the only one that has access to it
1: it's brilliant I, it does, it, it, it has uh, soothed the storm inside of me, the more I learn about, um, and you know, and I don't even own property to worry about government confiscation of property. I, I um, don't have a big savings. I just resent uh, the chess game and the, and the concept of rejecting personal property. I think that's the most evil thing the government could uh, do to betray its people. And so it makes me smile that Bitcoin exists and that I can uh, evade that even in theory and more importantly, help other people realize that there are solutions to these things. Because it's a dark place when you realize what the intent is.
2: Those are stackable. So go to b.tc forward slash conference and attend the best conference in Bitcoin history.
0: Yeah, there's just so many vectors of attack, and a lot of them are not. They're not outright. Like inflation is kind of this quiet attack on the, on on the on the government's people on all governments people that that no one's really talking about a lot of people are actually brainwashed into thinking it's a good thing and that they need yeah. a sort of quantitative easing and that's that's not correct at all i mean it devalues the property it devalues your time if you spent you know 40 hours a week at some fiat job some you know working at a store or something you just you just had all that time stolen from you when they print 3 trillion dollars or more in in a year you know
1: Well, and I think people, um, wealthy people are trained to not talk about their wealth because of, um, you know, income inequality, that type of thing. So they don't the ones that are impacted that have the information don't feel like they can talk about it without social consequences or seeming unrelatable. But um, they have a lot to lose. And uh, but so but so do everyday regular people. Right. The um, inflation is is, of course, hits low-income people the most, um, especially the the short cycle of earning, having your buying power devalued and then losing it. And then, of course, people's incomes aren't going up with, you know, they're not, their raises aren't 7% a year. You can't possibly uh, keep up with inflation.
0: Yeah. So, Aside from like a store of value and 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 you know protection from the government, are there other problems you found that Bitcoin solves for you, um, in in your line of work or in your broader you know life?
1: Um. Well, uh, it, I uh, suppose there, whether you know they're taxing, um, the. IRS is going to be able to basically access your Venmo accounts, these types of things. Um, and there's a lot of people with uh, micro side businesses, uh, supplementary forms of income that they get online for this or that. Um, and, and and so there's I haven't had to make that transition yet, but perhaps um, you know taking like strike payments to whereas I would have done Venmo or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how that, if that's going to be uh, surveilled the same way or not. Um, That news is so new to me, and I'm not really sure the specifications on that, how much access they're going to be able to have. But
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, Strike is certainly not the most private thing. You're going to be KYC'd, but Mm -hmm. in terms of convenience and the ease of receiving Bitcoin, I mean, mm-hmm. just anecdotally, I get paid through Strike. Um, I also get tips through Strike on Twitter, which is isn't a that pretty fun? handy function. Yeah. Do you have that turned on? It's great. Yeah.
1: Th- thanks for all the dollars here and there, you guys. It's really fun. It's real fun. <laughs> yeah. I-, I like the use of me yeah. Smile. I pass it on a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. great to send it out. You can send it to anyone, Bitcoin devs. Anyone needs it or don't, you can really turn someone's day around to just send them a couple of bucks or a little bit of Bitcoin. Um, do people tend to send you more Bitcoin when the price is high? Because I've found that to be the case. People love to send and spend more Bitcoin when the price is like, we're at like all time highs.
1: I think that's probably correlated to the fact that they're reminded about it. You know, everybody isn't Bitcoin all day, every day, like, perhaps we might be, but, um, they're reminded it's there. And then, you know, they're reading all this Bitcoin news and they're like, Oh yeah, I got that. I got that app. Let me share the love, you know, cause they're talking about it and they're thinking about it.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. It brings it front of mind. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to, uh, hearing what Jack Mahler's speaking of strike. Um, and also Bukele have to say at the Bitcoin 2022 conference, you're coming
1: yes that's gonna be so fun i'm excited yes this is year two for me year two of my attendance so
0: yeah you're gonna you're gonna speak any idea what you're gonna talk about at front up i'm
1: speaking i didn't know i was speaking oh um, yeah i I mean i'm sure i'm sure okay
0: i'm sure you'll do a panel how could we not have you do a panel what are you talking about
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh somebody did say something about potentially being on a panel but then i hadn't uh heard anything in the last couple weeks about it so maybe i'll touch base and see
0: yeah yeah it uh it should be a fun time i mean it's going to be a lot bigger than last year what did you think did you did you enjoy uh coming to the conference last year
1: yeah absolutely that was amazing um especially of course just uh, the crowd energy and it was um really fun for me to get to go to Miami where everything was quite uh, quite normal and just get a break from because I live in Los Angeles County which you know, had obviously I hadn't done anything for basically a year and a half being under um, you know, lock and key in um, in Los Angeles County for a year and a half at that point so what a breath of fresh air getting to go out there with people that were optimistic um, you know get to have the sunshine hit my face and um, the enthusiasm um, with with Ron Paul speaking. That was a highlight. Just, um, just the sense of optimism because it, at least, but they're not optimistic people that are optimistic because they don't understand what's going on. They understand what's going on, and they take comfort and solace in the same thing I do, which is the hope that Bitcoin brings. Uh, but, but Bitcoin also, um, I, I don't care about the number necessarily associated with Bitcoin. It's important for me to uh, walk down the right direct in the right direction. Um, with protecting sovereignty while it's under so much attack. Like, I want to make sure that I keep walking down that way. And Bitcoin was a great way to filter other people that I want to build with in the future. So Bitcoin conference to me was really fun to go out and just uh, meet a lot of people, shake a lot of hands of people that are aligned with the values that are now um, I mean, my high, my highest ranking values. So it doesn't necessarily matter anymore that. Um, the things that I used to prioritize on, uh, as far as like, oh, people, other people that were in entertainment, and you know, I still live in Hollywood, but um, every contact I would make was something, you know, just professional entertainment-based type of um, contacts. But 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 now the game has changed, and so now my priorities have changed, and now the um, the glue that holds my social cro- my social networks together is a lot of Bitcoin because they understand what's up. And we're going to build, we're going to build a future more aligned with what we want to have, what we want to see in the future.
0: Absolutely. Do you consider it? I mean, among one of your goals, are you out there orange pilling Hollywood? Are you trying to,
1: well, (laughs) they uh, don't want orange pill because they haven't understood what's going on. Now. There are a lot of people that um, are attracted to it that just want it for the number go up situation. They like it as an asset um, because it, you know, it's high performing. Why would you, there's no reason to not like Bitcoin in, in that realm. So, um, but they, for some reason, I was able to see that I was a cog in a wheel of an evil machine and they don't think that at all. They think that I'm sort of silly for that perspective. So, so now I can't say that I'm super uh, orange filling Hollywood. Um, I have a couple housemates and um, they sell gold. So we have fun discussions, <laughs> fun discussions about it because it, you know, they spend all day on the phone rolling over, um, you know, uh, savings accounts, that type of thing, that retirement accounts. And oh, so really? it's fun. Yeah, so it's fun to see that you based on um, the news or... Just some disclosure, you know, CPI numbers, that type of thing. Like, what are they rolling into their sales pitches? Because it's still very valuable for me to talk about with Bitcoin. But um, uh, so uh, there's so much overlap there. So it's fun to talk to them because they're knowledgeable in that way. And they also have um, um, a feel for what's going on with people as far as, um, you know, panic goes and getting out of the U.S. dollar.
0: So they're not selling jewelry. They're selling like bullion bars or, or coins. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. They work bond. for like they?
1: actual, like the people that actually, you know, sell actual gold. Yeah.
0: So your your roommates are like Peter Schiff's friends.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, I, I suppose that would go that way. But the, you know, the call center versions of that, I suppose.
0: Okay, interesting. And how do they, how do you interact with them about Bitcoin? Do they get it?
1: yes well and and they're a couple years younger than me and they um have uh, but they like the other coins and all kinds of stuff too so i mean they're just you know in 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 that scene but that's that's millennials too they just want to you know take try this try that they they don't care it's not like they personally own gold they're too young for the for that um but it's it's fun to see uh what they care about but They know I'm a, they know I'm a Bitcoin maxi, but.
0: That's how you describe yourself? Bitcoin maxi?
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't need anything else. Like Bitcoin to me was a solution to the problem that I do have. So why would I need any other, um, cryptocurrencies?
0: That's the way I look at it too. Um, I wonder when people have this attitude, um, Do you think it's possible for something to come and supplant Bitcoin in the future? I mean, in my opinion...
1: Well, there's 13,000 other ones and none of those have done so.
0: Right. I don't really see how something could be bootstrapped into existence that could like acquire not just the market cap, but just the the adoption, like the population, just taking it on that, that... I don't see how something could get ahead of Bitcoin at this point.
1: With the institutional adoptions and and the fact that, uh, you know, 13 years running strong and um, now nothing's going to come up and, and usurp that place. Um, also, founders, nobody has the, the self-discipline or the selflessness uh, to duplicate Satoshi Nakamoto's vision. Like they just want to be, they want to do the talk show cir- circuits. They want to, you know be popular with the girls they want to all these things so why would that nobody's going to have uh any type of self-restraint enough to be anonymous you know nobody's going to do that
0: yeah i've heard um satoshi described and i really agree with this description as like actually instead of like a monetary technology engineer he's one of the greatest engineers of incentives um you know well it's aligned
1: it's aligned with human motivation
0: and so could you describe your incentives first getting into bitcoin and maybe how they've changed so you've been in i mean you're coming up on a year now Mm -hmm. so i'm sure something's changed uh since since starting
1: um what do you mean as far as like my uh payoff for continuing to grow my savings or, or what do you mean
0: yeah like i think for example i got into bitcoin I was interested in trading stocks. I was interested in call options, using Bitcoin and mining stocks as as a way to increase my fiat holdings, right? I came for the number go up, Mm -hmm. to be honest. But I stayed, you know, because Bitcoin is is fascinating. And I realized it's so much more than, you know, a good store of value or a good way to increase my bags. I, I came thinking, you know, I would probably sell Bitcoin and have like millions of dollars, and now I'm I'm never gonna sell my my Bitcoin unless I'm I'm selling it for goods and services in the future, you know.
1: I I feel like Bitcoin for me is a pledge about my uh, vision for the future that I'm going to put the whole weight of my brand behind uh, what's right instead of what I perceive is wrong, and and Bitcoin uh, community is so invaluable because yeah, I just. I get on tangents and tirades because um, it, it feels uh, cathartic at the time, that type of thing. And so um, it's such a, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a, a single person in Hollywood filled around, uh, surrounded by people that don't understand all the concerns and the cares of my heart. So the fact that I have uh, Bitcoiners out there too, um, when I do descend conversationally, they can be like, ah, but we've got the solution. Remember. It's all optimism from here. And these are all the the reasons why. And uh, just the subtle reminder, just that support, uh, there's no way that I'll walk away from that. And I like giving that back to Bitcoiners too, the hope and solution and fun. And and, um, just being a sort of a representation that, mainstream is eventually going to understand what's going on. And, and we are all going to get girlfriends and, you know, the fun, the fun little uh, <laughs> cliches inside the community, but uh, no, it's fun. It's fun. Um, Bitcoiners keep it fun, keep it rewarding, keep the optimism up for me every day.
0: Yeah. Some of, uh, you know, our haters on Twitter would say that's like fanaticism, that's a that's a cult. That's a religion. What do you say to them? I mean, do you think? How does Bitcoin well, their, meet the definition?
1: Their religion is statism, and I reject that. So, if uh, Bitcoin is viewed as a cult or a religion, then I I, I guess I'm one of the faithful ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's not really. Um... So, in that case, I mean, Bitcoin clearly. We don't know who made it. There's no leaders. It has sort of this miraculous virgin birth. Um, What do you think of leaders and figureheads popping up in the space, including yourself? You know, people who have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. And, you know, they are truly influencing what people think about Bitcoin on a day-to-day basis. Do you think that's a, a, you know, a threat vector? Or is this, you know, is this a great thing? Or... What do you think about influencers in Bitcoin?
1: Um, well, for me, it's sort of weird in the crypto space to look at people. Um, obviously, there's nothing morally wrong with salespeople or something. It's just strange to me that consumer behavior uh, would it would reward somebody that's selling a coin that doesn't understand the technology behind it. Like that's absurd to me. Like, don't you want to? Uh, at least buy from somebody that knows what they're talking about. I mean, it's like if you go to a, any kind of industry thing, the models at the booths, um, at those events, like they know the products they're selling. They have to read at least a pamphlet about it, right? Answer some questions about about this protein powder. Um, you got to cram all that stuff, but like they, these girls don't know anything about these coins. And so that's strange to me. Um, but as far as like, you know, Melania did her thing where she was about to launch a nFT, so then she told you know Satoshi like <laughs> happy anniversary or whatever, you know, like, oh, it doesn't like bother me. I mean, it wasn't negative attention. Um, might be kind of riding that coattails a little bit, but um but I do think that Robert Kiyosaki could orange pill uh, Trump at any time, so I'm hoping for that. I do understand why u s presidents don't want to come out in favor of a technology that l- literally defunds the petrodollar, like I can see why they would n- not necessarily want to do that. Although I am loving these uh, other politicians at you know, the state level and city level that are, and I think that's a great way to um, make it palatable for national leaders. So I think that's a path to, to get to mass adoption or at least mass consideration.
0: What does that future look like to you? Do you think Bitcoin will be used as a global reserve currency? Do you think currencies will collapse um, to just a few and Bitcoin will be used as, as a store of value or both? What do you see the, the you know 10-year time horizon?
1: Uh, they're going to bankrupt the wealthy nations, that's a part of how they're going to bring about the um the central bank digital currency the spy coins so that because everything is about growing the power of the state to the state so anything they have to do to necessitate oh sorry we broke it here's a whole new system um but people haven't really thought about what that means is that really going to mean for for savers like you're going to exchange a dollar for a, a unit of you know what what a fed coin or whatever like how is that going to go? What does that mean, especially it to an administration where they happily throw around terms like you know, equitas, and what does that mean, and and uh, the potential for reparations of things you didn't do, and just all kinds of uh, questions that arise. So, um, but I think that Bitcoin, if we can now, while we have lots of money flowing, if we can convince people to pull out, um, that they might have a fighting chance at. Uh, uh, you know the likelihood it's a possibility that they're going to redistribute your wealth so perhaps maybe you should do something about that while there's time to do something about it Uh, but people always want to wait till it's too late because they don't want to be alarmist they don't want to look funny to the friends they don't want to rock the boat you know and you're just going to let things happen to you that could be completely detrimental to your generational wealth I think that's absurd. I'm not even in a position for that to impact me. And I think it's absurd to not do anything. Like if you see the storm coming, like what's the whole point of having, you know, Doppler radar, if we don't do something about the fact that rain is coming.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, So so what do you see? Yeah.
1: On the CBDC thing. um, I, I think that it's a way for people to, uh, you know, put their wealth somewhere, a hedge against a hedge against that and inflation and all the things that are diluting down uh, their money. Um, but I I don't know if in my lifetime, I'm necessarily thinking it'll do the global reserve current. It dep- I don't, there's so many, there's so many variables that are uh, unpredictable as far as like, if we wake people up enough, can we at least slow down, install this agenda 2030 and that would be that would be something we should be trying to do (laughs) that'd be good uh so as as far as what bitcoin is i think that what needs to happen is there needs to be a lot of people on the network so that we can use it as an alternative to the spy coins because i don't want anything to do with these spy coins so i need it as a functioning um monetary network is what i need
0: exactly Um... because they're
1: they're gonna have permission, permission, online access, permission, uh, based access to your finance, that type of thing. And because I am uh, innately uh, anti-authoritarian, that's not anything I'm going to comply with. So I need it to be something where I can use it to get goods when I'm not uh, eligible for Amazon and those things anymore. So that's my use for it.
0: Right. Are, do you have a fear of being, uh, you know, deplatformed as a or down the line? Or, I mean, what do you what do you think about, you know, living in in this country if we continue the way we're going with with all the restrictions and the power clamped down and the and the surveillance that's going on in the, inside the United States?
1: Well, if we don't throw everything behind blocking that and making people aware of what the intent is and where they're going, if we don't do, if we don't uh, act as much as we can now, then we already know what's coming. So if, why would we just sit here and do nothing when I can put the pull, full force of my brand? Like if I, if we can't derail this heist, like what, what, what exactly am I fighting for? Cause I don't want to live like somebody in China. A lot of people are like, oh no, that sounds great. I would love to be told what to do and just make sure that I you know, have a, have a micro apartment to come home to. And that's the end of, of the things I want to think about. Like that isn't, that isn't me. A lot of people do, but I'm trying to find the other people that do see a problem with living like, you know, the Chinese Communist Party rules their people.
0: Yeah, I'm not a a, a big fan of being told what to do either. I don't no. think, um Well, I don't the think day we need you, the...
1: the day you turned 18, you didn't have to live like that anymore.
0: No, yeah, yeah, it was even earlier big, than that. But it's like big, go-
1: big government just reminds me of being a child forever, and I uh, would never go back to childhood in a thousand years. I would never take that deal again. You know, unless reincarnation's real and you don't get a choice anyway. So, uh, but th- but th- I don't want daddy government because I've outgrown all of that. So,
0: would you consider yourself a libertarian?
1: I certainly. Th- I don't understand why all Americans' base mode of operation isn't libertarian. So I suppose yes, because it <laughs> there's a continuity of of being American and like if anybody if anybody wants to live according to the founding documents, I, I think that makes them pretty libertarian. And there are and not that I am a Constitution worshiper. Because I've had to think about a lot of these things. Um, I'm not somebody uh, that thinks the Constitution is the only like hope we have. Because that would would be to say that like what's going on in Australia or Canada, because they don't have our same founding documents, that they somehow deserve this or that. You know, they should have thought of that at the founding. You know, like no, no tyranny is always wrong, no matter what your founding documents say. Um, so I don't try to overtalk our founding documents that much but I think that all Americans base mode of of conduct if you if you have any continuity of thought understanding the founding documents of course you'd be libertarian because then you can have your personal opinions from there and of course that doesn't mean you're always going to vote libertarian um but but yeah I'm definitely libertarian
0: are you an anarchist
1: Uh, Well, the more that the system reveals itself to be irrecoverable, I I suppose that is a um, a consideration. Although labels to me like, okay, um, all my paradigms have shifted so greatly and words mean so I've learned so much about what words and labels mean to other people. And the constant shifting state of how you get there. Like there's all this, there's all this, you know, guts of people's thinking. And if you don't, if you don't actually know, what an anarchist thinks in, especially in the dynamic way of how fast time is moving now It's really hard for to say that like oh I'm an anarchist because nobody knows what that means. It's like does that mean you're antifa? Well I, obviously not. you know that that's not the kind of anarchism that I, I am but I can I had on Twitter like two days ago yesterday and two, and two days ago um, some exchanges that were just like academic with the actual um, the Socialist Party in the UK like the actual verified like socialists, which was, which was fascinating to me. And of course, you know, it's just, it is just you quoting Marx basically is all they did. But um, you know, the, the, a lot of, a lot of different types of uh, political philosophies in a vacuum have a base start that everybody is born free and self-sovereign. And then of course the, the, you know, the fuckery of, sorry, the fuckery of the world, like it gets in society and it breaks, it breaks everything down in a way where it's, It just deteriorates into all power consolidates. So all it's trying to do is get one over on its people all the time. And if nations aren't at war with each other, they're at war with their people. Cause that's what, that's what a military industrial complex does is it just war rages. And now it's war raging on people. So now I feel real bad for all the wars that like we participated in you know, there's, so yeah. So I have a lot of like anarcho ideas, but it's only, it's only born out of a state of being in utter shock about the fact that organized society is failing so much. You know, Republicans are great because they think that they're they can still like repair this shit and I'm like that's definitely not how I feel about these institutions <laughs> cuz they're so they're so if it's so broken and so corrupt and this has done the last 2 years have done nothing but like reveal everything the the irreparability of all of this. So what do we do about that? It's hard because I don't want to seem unhinged, but what do we do about the fact that this isn't a fixable situation? That's why Bitcoin is so great, because then it, it breaks down these national barriers. Um, and we can think about where to go and where to build with uh, governments that are pro-Bitcoin, because at least we have a shared foundation of fair money to know at least this government doesn't have the power to do this, this or that. Because if you fix the money you can fix all kinds of your your relationship with the government is fixed if they don't have a money printer in a lot of ways
0: yeah i i agree with you i think you know the solution i i don't look for answers from the government and i think the solutions will come orthogonal to the system that we currently have and you know the best example of that is bitcoin and building from a decentralized protocol just rebuilding most facets of society i'm wondering are there um problems that you wish bitcoin would fix that you're not seeing now are there things hopes that you have for bitcoin in the near term
1: oh well the more i discover how broken government is the more i realize that building if we have to have some government at least it could be stripped down to its most um necessary functions and that bitcoin being government-free government-less money fixes my relationship with the potential for a government going forward. I hate saying that I advocate for a government going forward because they all just consolidate their power and it's just always a ticking time bomb as to when they're going to abuse their power. It's hard and my ideas are very uh, fluid and developing I hadn't, I I, I was one of those normies that just took everything for face value. And I just thought, oh, you're just born in this system. You go to public school, what the teacher says has to be the way history really was. You know, these sorts of things like it's hard to see. It's hard to see the uh, elaborate construction all around us. But Bitcoin helps at least keep that central piece honest going forward because we can have some foundational agreements if we... Opt into Bitcoin. And it's all voluntary based. That's so beautiful about it. Nothing happens to people if they don't want Bitcoin.
0: Well, other than they continue on this downward spiral yeah. of not being yeah. able to accumulate.
1: Sure, but nothing that that was going to happen anyway. And so if they want to do that, I just mean that the fact that like you can choose to opt in and and receive all these benefits, but of course it's a It's a a risk assessment a lot of people aren't willing to make. And it they don't the I for me, like conversationally, if people aren't interested in in Bitcoin once I have embarked upon fixing the conversation about fixing money, is because they don't know that they have choice and they don't see that how broken the system is. And it's usually a reflection of their interest in politics and any type of worldview that just goes with the flow, they don't see the point of Bitcoin. And I don't spend a lot of time with those people because they it, it's it's like it's a solution. So if you don't have a problem, how why would you care about my solution? But they'll they'll yeah. they'll get it eventually. They'll understand I eventually.
0: I, I think it's gotta the, be a personal uh,
1: problem for them.
0: Right. I think Bitcoin is understood first by those people who need it most. Um, yeah. whether that means financially or just you know in some cases it sounds like in your case intellectually you know it's got to be it's got to be the solution for something and you have to be willing i think on some level to change if you're not willing to admit that you didn't understand or that there was more to know about how money works or how it could work i don't think you're gonna understand bitcoin i don't think you're gonna take the orange pill very willingly
1: no, I see why I definitely see why of the whole planet, why Central America was the first to adopt it as far. Once you understand the history of like what, um, how America um, has perpetuated the U.S. dollar in these other poor countries, like in Asia and, and Central America, um, you know, I, I, I hope that Guatemala, Argentina, these places That have suffered so much by having these like land grabs, you know, that by China and the U.S. and these interests that that these financial interests that go in these economic hitmen, that type of thing that's been going on for so long. I I definitely see why um, that they were the ones to pick up Bitcoin first. It's a raw, been a raw deal
0: yeah it's been a tough time and it's it's amazing to watch I'm, I'm really excited do you have any any guess as to what uh kelly's gonna announce at bitcoin 2022 he said he had a special announcement
1: hmm uh it's probably about the coming bitcoin city i would imagine um like their development there were i um see a lot of stuff um, from max and stacy down there now about the kaisers and what's being developed there so hopefully it's Hopefully it's something about something about that.
0: Are you bullish get... on the big the Bitcoin city?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I hope that it's going to be about uh something about that. Um I saw he got financing for something that he's I don't know what it was. The con- something construction of something out there recently. So that's good. Um yeah, yeah no, I, I think, um, uh... I went down there uh, to Bitcoin Beach and saw everything that's going on and gave uh, some cell phones to some kids where they, um, you know, are earning Bitcoin on on the cell phones doing little digital tasks and stuff. So it was really cool to see that they could sit in a room, do some tasks digitally, earn some money, and then go spend that Bitcoin outside, you know, buying pupusas and orange juice or whatever, like that was so cool to see because it was a viable economic system. Like right before my eyes for children, nobody had to, you know, W2 them and nobody, the government didn't know that they earned any money. Like it was, it's it's just, I think that everybody should have financial access. So of course I love it.
0: So do you have any interest in uh, Bitcoin mining yourself in the future?
1: perhaps i i know a couple bitcoin miners they have the system going they have to show me all the little gadgets and stuff i'm not really a tech person um i'm not ultra compelled to participate but i'm certainly not against it i love the idea of these places where they can uh do renewable energy lower cost and then export it to and it retains its value so strap it to that volcano baby
0: yeah, exactly. I uh Yeah, it seems like mining's the move either if you have super low access to energy or, you know, some kind of creative way to capture remote power and turn it into value. But otherwise, it's probably it's probably best just to stack some Bitcoin. What does what your investment strategy look like for Bitcoin in terms of the when and the how and the why you're accumulating?
1: Oh, when I get some alert that it dropped a little bit or when people are whining on, uh, you know, Twitter, Bitcoin Twitter about it, uh, I'm like, oh, let's throw a hundred bucks in. Throw a hundred bucks in the next couple of days. I don't have a real, I don't do the dollar cost averaging. I don't anything. Um, uh, my income comes in um, waves with gig economy stuff. So I, it's really hard for me to schedule any of that. So I have been using it in a way where anytime I want something, you know, I'm a photographer, so I want it no, like a new lens or something. I'm like, okay, so I want this $500 lens, but I could get $500 in Bitcoin. And I think that I'm gonna get a lot more lenses later if I just don't have a lens now. So it's, it's made savings rewarding and fun in a time when everybody's like, whoa, we gotta just spend all the time and you know, mad, crazy consumption of anything and everything. Uh, so because it rewards being conservative with your finances, um, it's been fun. It's been fun. Cause it feels not just like an investment, but like a savings. And I've never been a saver like ever, but now I'm just so, but now because like, once you understand there's really a problem going on all of a sudden, like the necessity of savings, uh, in saving in something that's not rapidly deteriorating like the dollar, um it makes me sleep better at night and trust me that's that's hard these days
0: yeah i i mean i'll tell you i had a similar experience no savings not that i wasn't interested in savings it's just i was working blue collar jobs and it was impossible it was just impossible to save it's impossible to like quote get ahead um and then i started putting bitcoin in cold storage and everything just changed just slowly and steadily you just chip away and it's actually like i mean it feels really good to buy bitcoin it's like a serotonin hit i love it when the when the price goes down you get a bunch of sats for your dollar Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no it does feel good it feels good because i know i'm doing the right thing it is great for that
0: so what does um what does capitalism mean to you
1: death and destruction no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) Um, I never really had to think about what capitalism was because I was just born into that, uh, structure. Right. But now that it's, it's so under attack and it's important to listen to critics of it. Um, especially the young people, like, why are they so nihilistic about capitalism? It's hard to fathom other things. And, you know, the younger you are, the more idealistic you are, which is why they are, um, you know. So liberal in in the early part of their lives and then of course you have to grow into the recognition of why conservatism is is important because you have life experience. Uh, So for me about uh, capitalism. um, I've only had to really embark upon that journey just trying to combat the um, the attacks really um you know, and they have some valid some some criticisms of capitalism. Like the one that sticks with sticks sticks with me um, the last couple of days about the issue of scarcity and the fact that there's never we're never going to overcome the problems of capitalism because it encourages scarcity. Therefore, nobody's ever going to have everything they need. And you know, people in in villages in Africa and these types of things. But it's because our world rewards that these types of things. Um, but we we can hear those arguments and then have solutions that don't involve bankrupting nations just for the fact that they have historically ha- had wealth like there's 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 so it's, it's hard because it would make you go crazy if you just try to develop your education around combating these types of attacks because in the, there's absurdities involved you know but these are just people that are looking to legitimize tearing the entire system down because they hate societal expectations and that types of thing, that those types of things that didn't answer your question at all, but it, it just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's because it's all very much. Like I actually just have like a rolling conversation all the time about these things. So I can't necessarily say that I've organized it in my mind. I just respond to their assaults on capitalism a couple times a day. There's a lot going on in people's people's minds, but young people, they're so idealistic and and it's great in so many ways, but like, how do you even correct that thinking? And why are we paying taxes to send kids to school when they don't understand it all, like fundamentals of capitalism and why the economy has to exist. And what always happens historically to economies that try to with the nations that, that restructure and give up capitalism.
0: Yeah, I think um, fundamentally, especially at the educational level, I mean, I don't know how organized it is, but you know, we're being lied to, like, I think it's impossible, like you said, it'd be weird if you had just a definition ready for what it is. I think the definitions of these things change in people's minds. And I also don't think that there is like one objective reality that we can all, Attest to and 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 you know make our working definitions of the world from, but I do see Bitcoin as probably the only like objective set of facts that in the world that that is maintained through proof of work and that we can all agree on. So well, it's the only.
1: It's the only um monetary system where the rules can't change as we're playing the game, and that's really important for people if fairness um especially with distrust at an all-time high with government like if you can't give me a game that you can't change the rules while we're playing it why would i play your fucking game like sorry why would i play your game i just won't You're
0: good yeah yeah i agree with you and it's also like it's not even about the changing the rules we don't even with with the fiat system we, we don't even know what the rules are we don't even know how many pieces we're playing with how many dollars there are how many there are going to be next year it's, it's really
1: hard to predict anything. I mean, you can't, what uh, with all the information available and knowing uh, government's aims and knowing all the tools at their disposal, how do you combat that in this game? Well, it's because it's a rigged game and they don't want you to win. That's why you can't have any peace while you play it. You know, it's utter terror, and that's <laughs> that's the constraint that the state wants over people. And doing it with your money is, of course, the best way to... You demand
0: compliance. Do you think the state will come after Bitcoiners in the future when we're deep in the six figures per Bitcoin, and you know it's really started to suck the value out of things like real estate and gold?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't. I. I don't know. That's why I'm glad that all these uh, things are getting feathered in now. So it's not so abrupt. Um, uh, one thing about cryptocurrency is I think it is teaching people. I wish, that, I wish that all the other coins didn't exist to soften the idea of people. Because uh, cash provides so much privacy, right? So cryptocurrencies, and the government likes cryptocurrencies because at least it's teaching people to um, uh, accept and come around and of their own volition use digital money. Even non dollars, so they're, they're it's it's training people's minds to think like that, so that when they do queue up the Fed coin, people are going to resist it less. Um, so I think that's one reason, that's that's one negative about the benefits of of starting now and feathering in those types of um, monetary system alternatives.
0: So where do you where do you put Bitcoin? What are we at? Right, January thirteenth. So this is this is the million dollar question. Where do you put it a year from now, price wise?
1: Hmm. You know, I don't think about the numbers at all because I'm never going to sell my Bitcoin, so I don't care. I'm just stacking it. I um I I kind of like the fact that there is it, it's a it's affordable right now because anytime you know some project falls out of the air and I get my fiat, I'm like, oh, I can buy more Bitcoin now. Uh, so. Obviously, I want it to succeed and do well, but that just shortens the length of time that I can stack. So um, it would be nice. It would be nice for everybody to see their $100,000 Bitcoin. Um, You know, we got a lot of laser eyes out there waiting, waiting for that 100K. So I'd like to see that a year from now.
0: Yeah, there's such think- crazy
1: pro- there's such crazy projections out there I mean completely optimistic and then but I think that I do think a, a crash is coming because if you know that the crypto market is correlated at all to you know the dollar and that's gonna whew, that's gonna go down so I'm sure that that's going to uh, especially the amount of people that got uh, that got into the crypto market um, as a result of getting things like um, you know stimulus that and, and the money printing and the in the um, mass unemployment that at least in here in California that's you know every other person I meet. So um, when that all dries up and the and and then this the hangover of the party, the fiat party, I think that that Bitcoin will go down just as a result of everything that will go down. Because you can't just do this like monetary heroin thing forever and think that there is no come down because there is. So I think it'll yeah. it'll have its time going down like everything, but everything will. So it'll just be proportionally correlated to the drop that everything's going to have when a crash comes. But I do think there is a crash coming.
0: Absolutely. And, but that'll uh, make a whole now- new
1: generation. A whole new generation of Bitcoiners will come out of the class of 2022
0: yeah and you'll be you know well prepared to weather that that storm if there is a crash hopefully all the listeners too will have gotten their bitcoin off exchanges by now because if you all go at once they're not gonna honor
1: your they're not yeah they'll be like oops our exchange is down bummer dude you know so a glitch in the system yeah (laughs) i hate it when that happens
0: yeah it's never happened to me because i've never
1: pulled my anything off of an exchange so i mean other than self-custing but but yeah i see right. the frustrations well,
0: yeah it can happen there too if everyone goes to self-custody at once those exchanges are screwed so it's good to have a couple on hand are there any you said you used coinbase are there any others uh that you use to get bitcoin Strike. um
1: swan i have um swan financial but i leave that sitting there for now
2: yeah i like it i, I like
1: participate i like participating and you know it's a it's a it's a signal and i i like them and trust them so i like having money there too
0: yeah yeah um, they've got a uh, prime trust to lock up the funds is that right
1: i don't know anything about a prime trust
0: yeah, I think that's what what backs and fills the, the OTC orders for Swan and Strike Both is a, is a company called Prime Trust.
1: Nice. Well, you're teaching me things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious, I guess, as we wrap this up, um, how do you integrate or if at all, do you plan to integrate you know, Bitcoin into your photography business or the modeling that you do in, uh, in bigger ways coming forward?
1: Yeah. Well, right now it's just, you know, pay me in whatever, uh, the fiat I'll take it and then I convert it, you know, once I have it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could integrate different, uh, payment options. People aren't really asking me outside of the Bitcoin. Bitcoiners will pay me in Bitcoin using cash app or something. So that's, fun um yeah no in terms of bitcoin no real plans i i know i know um some other models are the ones that do like the other coins and stuff because they're getting advertising with them um with tokens from the coin they're promoting so like that's Mm -hmm. more their game because they do the other coin thing it's just not vital for me at this point
0: yeah I, I mean that's one of the things that's i mean one of the reasons we had you on is your your pure bitcoin signal as opposed to i mean i don't know any other models or photographers out there who aren't also taking like ico deals taking you know kind of backhand uh yeah. crypto deals and being paid to advertise on on these uh i wouldn't say valueless because some people see values in them but they're um they're securities. They're they're unregulated securities. They're not Bitcoin. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think they're they're safe investments. They tend to go to zero very quickly, if not within four years.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's a personal decision. Um, everybody has to make. I um, a crypto company sponsored one of these charities that I uh co-host events with, and and um, that was interesting. To like three months went by, and then we did an event and they had a crypto, uh, sponsor. And then the whole thing was like crypto every, all the girls talking about crypto. It was just so strange to me because it had infiltrated my world by then, which was interesting. But of course, none of the education or principles or a purpose. uh, There was no crypto conversations going. It was just lots of like, you know, photo booths with, you know, Ethereum pillows and, you know, stuff like that, which it didn't bother me at all. It was a sign of the times and I was happy to see, is some of the advertising money going to them because, um, you know, especially being in Los Angeles, like we had so many, uh, we had shutdowns for such a long time and we, um, models and influencers, that type of thing in like professional, uh, you know, ambiance people, that type of thing. Uh, we can't, if, if international travel can't come here, if like, if they mess with our super bowl, it's, it's so, it's so gonna be a problem because like every there's entire industries layered based off of the entertainment industry in Los Angeles that doesn't necessarily isn't covered in like, you know, like film production unions or something. There's layers to all these things that the entire economy is built off of, you know, these um, these businesses. And so when 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 those were restricted so heavily. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm happy for the crypto girls that they're getting some of their money back, even though it's not thing it's it's a distraction from the thing that I care about and believe. Uh, but also as a capitalist, like I don't knock their hustle for you know taking some advertising money. They don't they don't understand. remember, they don't think anything is broken yet, so why would they feel some ethical compulsion to you know be loyal to Bitcoin? you know like if you're Bitcoin monogamous, it's because you get it, and trust me, these people don't get it in any kind of way. But also it's hard to be, it's hard to fault them for it because they're just, their, their thinking isn't there yet. I try, I try to, I try to tell them, but like, if you, you have to have some, you know, some base to begin from. And like, these aren't, a lot of them aren't even like, you know, high school graduates. Not that, being, not that getting out of an Ivy league education uh, makes you that much more likely to understand what the hell is going on either, which is, which is crazy to me. But um, sometimes I'll find people with the intellectual curiosity. It's just hard because I'm not compelled to go hang out with them as much anymore and find them. How do you sift through it? You know, most people don't get it.
0: How do you, um, how do you see that left of bell curve, right of bell curve chart and meme that floats around about Bitcoiners? I, I tend to agree with it, that people who are kind of, mid to, to high IQ tend to go f- hard into the shit coins because they think that they're smarter than Bitcoin and they think that they've understood it and, and they move on to the next exciting thing?
1: Um. Well... They're gonna have fun staying poor, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Like, I people. <laughs> I, I'm also not somebody that want that. Like, because I am so uh, pro freedom. If that's what the hell you want to do with your money, like, go ahead. It's it's just more. It's a better concentration of my energy to go to the pool of people where they do understand what's going on and have these political frustrations and like, what do we do about it now? Like. Because you can't just leave these people black-pilled out here thinking that no, there is no hope, right? I mean, that's when people get crazy, which that isn't what we need either. We need people to productively channel that energy into something that can, can save us. So that's, those are my people. Red pill to orange pill, before the black-pilling.
0: Excellent. Well, yeah, happy to count you among like some of the great Bitcoiners we've had on here. Jessica Vaughn, thanks for talking to us today. I hope we can get you on a couple more times before the conference and see see where you're at. Maybe you'll have new updates in your Bitcoin journey.
1: Yes, thanks for having me. And uh, y'all use my uh, promo code, uh, Jessica, hello. Save yourself 10%. Oh, yeah, we'll throw that in the chat. Yes, please.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we'll be um, there.
1: Tweet at me. Uh, My handle is uh, Jessica Vaughn and Vaughn has no H. So please follow me. Come say hi.
0: Yeah. Follow Jessica Vaughn on Twitter, guys. Come to the conference, get your tickets with, did you say hello, Jessica?
1: Yes. It's uh, Jessica. Hello.
0: Jessica. Hello. It's the promo code to get 10% off off those uh, tickets. Are you going to be hanging out for the sound money music festival also after the conference?
1: I am. I haven't followed up to see any of the, are, are the musical acts lined up yet
0: or no? They're lined up, but not announced. I, I
1: will be, I will be going. I won't be cutting my Florida trip short in any kind of way. I'm going to come, I'm uh, doing a modeling gig before that. So I'm going to come in a couple of days early, go down to Key West. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So that'll be good.
0: All right. Well, looking forward. It was a pleasure, Jessica. Uh, have a good night.
1: Thanks for having me. See y'all. Bye.
0: Absolutely. See you later.